live, live, live. Yeah, welcome to the Off Space Podcast. It's your host with the motherfucking most true offer. And it's your favorite co-host, as a go offer, the boy Wonder. Amen. Wait, are you bringing those shits back? No, it was, it was just supposed to be a question mark. <laughs> okay. I'm going to leave that to the people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can't even do this mother. I'm sorry. But no, this might be like a little bit of a testament in what kind of mood we're in today, but... As soon as you said the boy wonder, for some reason yeah. it went the boy wonder. It went to the fact that it was Ibrahimovic's birthday yesterday. Shout out to the god. The connection's not there. And then it jumped because he's the goat. And then it jumped from Ibrahimovic to Fernando Torres, which is the initial person it was talking about. And then I thought about the fact that Zlatan Ibrahimovic is playing better at 39 years old than Fernando Torres did to close out his career. How are you doing today, though? Is that so disrespectful to somebody who's <laughs> fighting for their lives at the time to make something of his career that was death fading away? It kind of almost remi- reminds me of Jeremy Lin. And y'all know how I feel about Jeremy Lin. That's why you love the nigga so much. I like underdogs, man. I like people I love who are clawing their too. way back from failure. Because what can you make of yourself after you hit rock bottom? That's where true success lies. And... I don't know. I feel like Jeremy Lin's about to show it when he comes back onto the Celtics. Because Lord knows. Let me not talk any Wait, weird way about someone actually show interest in him? Uh, who knows? But he's a free agent, so he's going to see when time comes. I'm sure some NBA team's probably going to pick him up. They got a lack of talent in certain teams. I'm not even going to say it. but <laughs> Like the Pelicans. Don't come to my team, though. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm just but saying, bro, Y'all know what type of vibe he's on. But, I'm not talking. No disrespect to all these people. Oh, yeah, I forgot. My man, as it goes to change, man. He had a come to Jesus moment this week. Actually, yeah. just how you've been this week and give everybody a little bit of the enlightening. Uh, I don't know what my come to Jesus moment was, but I've been listening to a lot of good people, a lot of good po- podcasts that you tried to put me on to for a minute now, especially in certain realms. Like, I've seen some of the All the Smoke stuff. Shouts out All the Smoke, the Matt Barnes, and Stack. Exactly. And uh, listening to KD's new podcast and everything and just... Honestly, being a fan of the sport for so long and like who I am is just somebody who always likes to give respect where it's due for people who work hard in their crafts because you can't deny that greatness at any level when somebody puts in years to do something, makes it to the highest level of it. So I know there's a lot of NBA players I've talked shit on in the past and certain things that I'm not trying to backtrack now. Whatever I said, I said. And honestly, <laughs> if it's a problem, come and talk to me at some point. But it's the fact that these guys really are at a certain level because I watched the video where I heard people giving outrageous talks and like takes and i asked myself is that me somebody said i'm not gonna say who but they said Kawhi leonard was a casual athlete when i heard that i was like is that the off space is that how we no, sound no it's it not be. but i will interject there a little bit because i understand where you're going with like the unterms of just like be real with people and we understand that these are professional athletes professional artists like these are people at the top of their craft so you have to realize that they are separate from the rest of the world they are the less than one percent you know when you see people actually making a real living and like surviving yeah. off of that shit that being said it's like we're st- i'm still gonna get my jokes off but it's but just I- like a certain realm of being a fan still and like course, doing it from the standpoint you already know these people are here so now we're just comparing them to each other exactly like this is a place that obviously none of us are at because but- y'all have heard me talk crazy about jeremy lynn bro there is zero percent chance on any level of basketball IQ, skills, like shots, like all of the just free realm, free range of like the whole realm of basketball, right? Yeah. That Jeremy Lin is worse than me at. He's better than me at all of that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I think I can just bully the guy <laughs> personally. And so that's why whenever I say certain things or whenever mm-hmm. I joke, I never want it. Just like you were saying, it, it's good to harp on like with the dude that was talking about, oh, I'm probably more athletic than Kawhi, blah, blah, blah. Like, what? No, you're not. Bro, Kawhi Leonard works out seven huh? days a week 
for the last like 20 years of his life. I was about to say, this is a top five player in the NBA, and you think you're more athletic than him. Like, let's say past the NBA, playing basketball and professional basketball players, some of the most athletic athletes that there are out there, and you're saying you're more athletic than him. Bro, this nigga Alex Caruso had like, edit an YouTube pack and like popping out veins in his arms and just so athletic, so muscular of a dude, bro. And he's somebody looks like you would, ne- would never be the first person you think of when you think of professional athlete, bro. All of these niggas are ready. Exactly. Like, so just know they'll take on most people with the gym, minus like small factors like an IT going against somebody yeah. that's like a foot taller than him and shit like that. Yeah, yeah obviously though. But shouts out. How's your mental that. doing? Oh, uh, I'm been doing good, man. I had without going too much into certain things because obviously we like to be open here and like to share a bit of ourselves. But at some point, you know. I'm still Ezigo, and I'm still going to hold a little bit to me, just whatever that is. But I had... Ooh, this nigga mysterious. I'm not even saying that. I'm just a real person. <laughs> Y'all going to treat me as such. But I had great conversations that taught me a lot this week about um, maintaining relationships with loved ones over a distance and through certain things. Because while you'll have conversations with people that you never want to lose a certain type of feel with or whatever, and there's always a, a standard level of love there... You always have to keep in mind that certain things, no matter how tight people are, weigh on a relationship. So it's like keeping that in mind, knowing that people aren't going to be there for everything or they aren't going to hear everything, but the love's always there. So it's communication to let people know if you care enough about them, who you are, what you do, and how your life's progressing. So it's been good for me. It's been eye-opening, and it's helped me change a lot, plus plus the fact that I'm back on my chef shit. So Uh I'm not going to lie. Y'all are going to get this one day, just like the 8 trillion videos, we promise y'all. But it's like, one thing I really, really mm. do want to do with Ezigo is just like a freeform, just kind of a shokugeki. We're big anime guys, like whatever. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So just like a food, kind of like an Iron Chef style food battle between me and him. Because he thinks I'm out of my depth. He, he's giving me my flowers a little bit where yeah. he thinks that I've gotten better at cooking, like whatever. And But he thinks that he's... He's a chef. He does this. Like, I don't think I can throw anything on the table and it's just going to wash you anymore. Like, I got to try a little bit, but let's be real. At the end of the day, the, the stuff I'm doing, you don't, you don't know how to. Ooh, so okay. That's the biggest difference. It's okay. just a certain level there. But. No, we're going to see. We're going to see. We'll let y'all decide. Once again, we're going to have a little audience, a little some judges, but further in the future. But I wanted to, um, before getting into how my week's been, I wanted to go ahead and talk. We'll harp a little bit on the thing you brought up when it came to relationships with your loved ones because that's something that's very important it's in a in a quest to be seen and heard right which is something that is very important in regards to people that you love and you actually give a fuck about and care about right like you always want them to understand you understand your character understand like if behind closed doors or if god forbid you were to pass today right what would these people be able to tell others about me and what would these people be able to talk about as your legacy or just like you as a person Mm -hmm. right and that is important to a lot of people and i know that's important to us but sometimes we forget that in adulthood when it comes to life in general some of our loved ones miss some big moments and we don't always talk as much as we'd like to talk about certain things right because you get caught in moments right mm-hmm. like some of the biggest things that have happened in our lives whether it be a fiasco at the top of our neighborhood or little things that have happened to me etc is to, or have happened to you in the same yeah. vein it's just like unless people were around at that time you know to feel how we felt like when we were expressing our emotion or to see the emotion on our face or to kind of absorb that it may not 
dial in as deeply to other loved ones of yours and that's okay you know what i'm saying it is okay but it's learning how to traverse that and learning how to realize that there's no lack of love there and there's no love lost there in the first place so that is definitely something that i'm glad i'm glad you brought up too i would say that for my past week it's been a trying week to be real Mm-hmm. like mentally but it's been one of the more freeing weeks i've had in a while because of a conversation i actually had with you and Cass last week that led me to accept finally something that i just never wanted to i never wanted to accept just because of the person that i was dealing with right mm-hmm. in terms of just like negative emotion right because i'm somebody that if i love you i love you for real right like when it comes to the homies or there comes to like um people i consider brothers and like that even aren't a part of my family like someone like a dj shouts out because we're at his parents crib right now (laughs) but or like change of a studio or like just people that Mm -hmm. are that close that are women friends of mine etc that i consider sisters to me it's like i'm the same way in front of you as i am behind closed doors right and so even if i've fallen off with certain people i always like to kind of hold the same regard right mm-hmm. and that's one of been some of the hardest things that i've dealt with in adulthood because you kind of you realize some relationships don't work platonic or romantic some relationships you grow out of platonic or romantic and sometimes it's just uh, sometimes it's just not right time for you to be ultimately involved with certain people right yeah and sometimes that fucks with my head when you think somebody's going to be there when exactly for the long haul or even when you start to feel feelings which are completely valid out of situations of resentment of anger of like Mm -hmm. hatred it's like if i'm not actively speaking to somebody anymore and they're not actively a part of my life it's hard for me to say those things sometimes because i never want to have like a negative connotation i'll be sad about like the loss of these platonic or romantic relationships but i mean like most of the time i like to think about it in a positive way you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying i like to talk about nothing but the positives to do with these people or that person or this or that that's how you like them to talk about you because you know like when you deal with these things you're never going to like talk dirt on somebody's name even if y'all have a following falling out exactly But that's not that doesn't mean though it's not but you never had that falling exactly. out exactly so it's like yeah. it's it took a while for me because i know how i am like the jokes you get in person from me are probably it's not probably it's more <laughs> than the jokes i'm going to be telling other people about you because i like to keep that energy like if i'm gonna roast the shit out of you in person then you can't think i'm talking shit behind you behind your back because i'm never going to talk shit about somebody i love it's still going to be roasting jokes you know what i'm saying yeah. so you get the same thing but when it comes to like situations that may not have ended the best right it may not have ended how you like them to end and like that may have caused you to harbor a tiny bit of resentment or anger or hatred towards people we like to take those terms and we like to like we like to keep them as the highest evil right like hate is such a strong word like anger is this blah 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 you never want to feel those especially towards people that you may have loved at a point yeah or may have been very close to you but One thing that I've realized in this past week through having that conversation, which I didn't know we were getting deep on this, but let's get deep there. It's just the most freeing moment I've probably had in all of those situations, like with these past, like however many years of losing people that I thought were really close to me in Mm. probably not the most positive way has been accepting the negative emotions and being patient with myself through them. Cause I try so long to like, act like those negative emotions don't exist and just move 
But if you don't address those situations as they come, they're never going to fully be addressed. And then it's going to be an easy box to open up. But the second I was able to accept those emotions, be real with myself and start to be patient, which is something we talk about on this podcast, but something that I do have trouble with sometimes being patient with myself. Bro, it's been, I felt kind of like I've exhaled for the last Mm -hmm. week, you know? And so it's been a weird week on that sense, but I've been in good mental spirits, like take away all of this shit. Like just like we were talking about beforehand, it's like, as long as you have a solid foundation of self, you'll always be good, even when you're not, you know, because you know where your base is. And you you know know where it's going to go. You're always going to come out the other side, but that never means like, just because you're and this, we're probably going to talk about this on a reflection room episode too. It's like, no matter if you're the most happy-go-lucky person who's always, people say, happy and shit, like, the world still has its up and downs. You're still a human fucking being. For everybody. So, there's always going to be those low points. It's just holding it out, understanding that it is life, processing it the right way, and moving forward with the expectation and hope that there will be better relationships moving forward. There will be better times moving forward, and just life generally will be on the uptrend. And I don't know, as a testament for someone who's 23 and probably doesn't know shit, I'm young. I say that very like loosely because I definitely do know shit about. I do know shit and I don't know shit. Like it's all it's all a learning process. But that's a big Mm -hmm. thing. Big thing. As my final point there before wrapping up my week and then getting us into heat checks and shit because we've had a lot of good discussion before this shit even popped off. But um, the final point is, and I don't take this lightly. I hope no one, no one like hears this and thinks I'm just spitting out some random cliches, like whatever. This has been something that's been a fundamental piece of my life and a big reason why so many of y'all who have had deep conversations with me outside of the podcast love my mentality and love like the way I speak about certain things. This isn't the final product and this probably isn't even the middle product, you know what I'm saying, like where I am right now. And that's because I'm growing every day and I'm learning every day and I take everything i'm thankful genuinely for every shitty thing that's happened to me in my life because without those i wouldn't have become the dude i am today and i love me you know and so it took a while for me to get here and it was every shitty thing so it's remembering to learn from all those situations but not to harp any longer than to continue on let's get straight into heat checks and what is your heat check for the week my heat check from this week comes off of joji's latest album and the song is called Modus. Uh, I think there might be like a visual video or something out for it too, depending on how you want to listen to it for when y'all check it out. But the song's really good. I think this album was classified as alternative, so you know what kind of a vibe it's going to be on. But I feel like he makes such like beautiful, great music that's like on a slower tip and everything, but it's kind of perfect for fall because I feel like that's a lot of the music I listen to, especially when it comes to like fall. So I enjoyed it a lot. So take that as you will and go listen to it yourselves. It's weird because if I had to describe it to one thing, there were certain songs where as I was playing them out, obviously this isn't everything. He's his own person, has his own style, has his own tones. But certain songs reminded me of like a a hosier. Hey. Like a hosier in a type of way. So, so, But anyway, the song is Modus by Joji. And how would you spell that for the people? M-O-D-U-S. Modus by Joji. All right, cool. And then for my heat check, which I'm going to use it to actually lead into the first part of our music discussion, because that's going to be kind of independently on me. And then we have two big releases that we were going to both speak on. Mm -hmm. But like my heat check is going to come from which this isn't to boost. It's just once again, I talk about music that I genuinely like. And my dog Sage, him and his homie released an album called The Beautiful Hour by Rican Sage. 
And I listen to it top to bottom. There's no skips on there. Yeah, Damn. Like, to me personally. You believe that? No, for real. There's no I'm skips on there. I'm just kidding. I asked that for the audience more so than anything. Because to be fair, I already know if y'all don't know this man by now. He only talks on the shit he means. He's not just going to sit here and boo no. shit just because people are his friends or exactly. whatever. I'm gonna not going to do the same. I'm never going to talk about your stuff if I don't actually enjoy it. But if I enjoy it, I'm yeah. going to ride for you like crazy. And so <clears throat> The Beautiful Hour is a beautiful album. Like, no pun intended. But they have all kinds of feels on there yeah. while tying it into, like, the same overarching, like, mood of the album to me. Like, the mood of the album is, like silk do-rag like i'm shirtless by the pool mm -hmm. i got like four or five queens walking around you know dressed fabulously four or five and like whatever they wanted to wear one of them has grapes one of them has cherries one of them has cheese they got one of them has all crackers pieces of that charcuterie board oh my looking good and then another one is just like playing with my hair just like braiding it just moisturizing like this shit really feels just like player just like really feels in terms of just of smooth like that's the easiest way for me to describe it really it just sounds player like it sounds fucking smooth as hell you it sold me i'm not gonna lie you sold me so so beautiful it sounds like and the vibe right now the thing that i really wanted to like dig into because the raps were good from top to bottom yeah. with all of their features with all of their features, one dude that featured on there a ton was this Nico 2K, which I really appreciated his verses. For the sheer fact that they chose him a lot made you think, oh, they must mm -hmm. have for sure found something in Dude or it's one of the homies. And he seemed to kill every verse that he came on to. But the main thing that I noticed was how Sage engineered it, though, because like it really does sound smooth as hell. And that's something that I talk to people about when it comes to the production and engineering side in general in music mm -hmm. is... I never want to listen to your project if it doesn't sound good, right? Like, the, you could have the best raps ever. And don't get me wrong. I know there, there are certain songs that sound dirty on purpose, right? Like, it goes with the feel of the song, right? Yeah. But I'm saying, like, the certain things that, are just mix, that aren't mixed well, you could tell. And I, once again, understand that it's purposeful sometimes. But really just, like makes me never want to press play and the fact that from no trap to need it to met you on the internet all the way to all we got their final song everything sounded like sage sat there went into a hyperbolic time chamber and really took his time on every little yeah. slither of this album really brought it out to me and does he have any placements on like other songs or with bigger people because i feel like that name just sounds familiar or maybe it's because i'm around you or like see certain things from other people on socials but the name just sounds familiar and i can't place why or where i couldn't tell you any bigger placements to be completely honest as i know at least from what i can tell most of the stuff he does is in-house and with his partner mm -hmm. like the homie the duo reek and sage but but i have the sage reek i had to throw the joke out there at least once. oh no 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 my nigga's on some stupid gas Yes, sir. So that Sage does reek. Yes, sir. But, <laughs> but so shout out to them. I'm very proud of the homie. I've been waiting on the album for a long time. They've had a mixtape and like yeah. they've dropped Lucy's here and there. And I've heard some things, of course. But like I was happy to hear just how conducive and everything sounds put together. So my heat check from this album, not to harp on it for too long, is going to be the song Don't Worry. Because that is a perfect descriptor of how this busy ass year has been for me. And it's funny because being laid off. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. I've 
felt more busy since I've gotten laid off because like you were talking about, I'm doing things I actually want to do. So it's trying to think on the off space 24 seven now, at least until we find another situation or until like school ramps back up, everything, at least where I have to buckle down and focus. I don't know if other people are like this, but I know at least for me, um, once again, don't worry though. And don't worry. Hold on. Tying it back to the heat check. Don't worry. It's because like the hook i want y'all to listen so i don't want to give up too much like Mm. genuinely but it really is just about basically don't worry don't worry and with how busy i've gone and just like where my mental's been and a lot of things i've been working through and kind of the space i've been in this year really of 2020 it's really been like love everybody a couple of my loved ones in this room right now but it's just like Unless you really notice something that you need to like call out that's going to help me, of course, because I want y'all to always keep me accountable. It's just like for people in general, just please don't worry about me. Like I'm figuring out what I got to do right now. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. And I know like um, what I'm saying, at least for me on a tip, because I've always been the person since I got out of high school, I had a job or uh was holding down doing certain things to obviously live on my own, take care of myself, not let my parents worry too much about me. Um, there was points I was doing more things that were fulfilling for me and like I was chasing actual goals and there was points I was going through the motions like everybody else at a certain age, right? Mm-hmm. But the difference between when I was doing things that had purpose for me and when I was doing things at a different age, mm-hmm. it was just the fact that um, what I did all my time outside of work because when I was doing something I didn't want to be doing, when I got off of work, I was just bullshitting. I was wasting time because there was no way I was going to put more effort to doing some more work because I already had to do all this bullshit that was just m- mentally draining for hours and hours and hours on end on top of like majors that I didn't want to be doing. So it was just like any productive hours I could have had outside of them. It just went to like recuperating and getting myself back together for just life separated from those. But when it was on a tip of me doing things I actually wanted to be into and things I actually was like that fell more in line with like goals I had every hour outside of them. I just wanted to do more and I wanted to keep getting at it. And there was times I was productive, like 80 hours a week there. It was almost like I had to be doing something at all times because that's what I wanted to be doing. And so being back in this period right now, as terrible as it sounds like, you know, with COVID kind of halting everything and being so awful, just the world, I found so much peace in being able to, not have my traditional job I have right now for my own reasons, but also Wells Fargo is laying people off anyway. We kind of got into this, but I know you're kind of on the same tip. It's like, okay, now I have all this time. Now I have all this like freedom and shit. Like, what do I want to use it towards? And realizing where we are in life to where we know who, more so who we are and of our concrete like selves a little bit more established. It makes actively doing things that much easier. So you don't feel bad about um, constantly thinking about these things because you want to be. You want to be actively working on things. And now I have multiple ventures at a time when I probably didn't have any because I wanted. Exactly. And so it's a little different. Moving right along, though, in our music section, I wanted to get to the Tiller project first, only because I had more to say on the 21 Savage project. But the Bryson Tiller project, let me let you start off. What do you got to say about that one? Um, This many years later, I'll just start off on the fact of like what it is. The album cover was hilarious. I saw people making jokes of Tiller waited five years to look the other way. And this shit's just in blue and not red. It was hilarious how like little difference there was, but I felt it was like almost fitting to who he was and I liked it a lot. 
moving past that, the music was really good to me. It wasn't like the typical, what I guess we heard last time and expect to hear from moving forward. There was a lot more of a different notes and like vibes and shit to it. I felt like he was on a lot more of a rapping tip on some of these songs than he was in the past. But I really enjoyed a lot of them. It's just going to take time to get used to a different feel and things I didn't necessarily expect. But there were uh, key songs that stood out to me. Unfortunately, the Drake feature was one of my least favorite songs. For sure. And I feel like that's on a lot of different things that Drake features on because I feel like he's just one of those artists that gives his best on his own. And when he features, he just does whatever. But not saying that's like a bad thing, but... Depending, because sometimes yeah. that nigga be going nuclear on sometimes. features. But he made like a million songs at this point. Like, uh -huh. he, there's always going to be something. But the Timeless Interlude was really good. That was probably my favorite track off of it. Um, years go by. And probably those two are the standout for me. But the whole project is really good itself. And it's quick. It's easy to listen to. Which I feel like, again, adds a lot of replay value. Because you get well acquainted with every song when you do listen-throughs of this shit. And it's very easy to do listen-throughs. So. Hey. And all I've got to say on the Tiller Project, which <sighs> I know... I'm going to lead with love because I know I'm going to sound like a hater. It's like it was not bad. Keep all. in mind, it's been like two days. Of course. That's what I'm, I want to go ahead. And I may preface a lot of stuff because mm -hmm. we've talked about the fact that we're never going to talk about people we don't enjoy or don't like or don't support when it comes to in-depth dives into their music. Yeah. Right. Because I'm not going to give somebody that time, you know, like we just give you a second of some you're a piece of shit and then just keep it going. If we even mention you, you know what I'm saying? We're usually just not going to talk about them. Well, as far as it came to the Bryson Tiller project, I really enjoyed it. No, I, I enjoyed it. I don't want to say really enjoyed it, but I want to give room for two things. A, for it to grow on me because it is a little bit different than what we may have been expecting. But B... A little bit of room I want to give is the fact that Tiller, like you said, has not put out music in five years, right? Other than like the loose feature we've seen here and there. And so what I'm going to assume, which could be so wrong, so wrong. Once again, it's only been a couple days. I have to give it more time to digest and because you, you guys have seen me come here and just walk back so many opinions on music. Mm -hmm. And that's because you have to give music time to digest. And we run a podcast where we talk about the shit a day later. You got to let later. it like soak in with the feel, with it, the time. You got to let it become like And it's part just starting to get like, cold, which is exactly. tiller season. So I feel it. But but I will say, even though he has one of the one of the hot weather anthems with that wild thoughts with Rihanna. But anyways. <laughs> but um, as far as this project... I am not giving that much credence to it because artists rarely release music and then instantly announce that there's more music coming mm -hmm. if the music wasn't some sort of throwaways, right? And so I want to give, if, it's, if that is the case... Then this shit hard, bro. We just got to pack us some I didn't hear him instantly like, say that he was dropping He instantly some said he's dropping music later this year. Okay. Like, he's coming again. Because maybe like I just didn't see it on the socials in that sense. Yeah. I just saw, like, the drop, like, almost immediately following, obviously, like, the deluxe drop of his older shit, which mm -hmm. is... It seems like a rollout to me. It seems like it took this long, which five years, people pick good numbers, like, five, ten, like, whatever, for, like, anniversaries and, like, whatever. But the five-year... Five years after Trap Soul, giving us the deluxe version with a couple more songs. Cool. All right. Happy for that. Your name's buzzing again because people are talking about Tiller, you know, Pen Griffey. Like, everybody loves Pen Griffey. But then you release some music that is new so that people can digest. People can, you know, start getting acclimated to some mm -hmm. new sounds you may have. Some this, some that. 
and then you release the project you've actually been proud of and like really grinding on and working on later yeah is what it seems like to me so that's why i don't want to give it too much just like kind of i didn't give like the most critical thought process about like Smino's mixtape he dropped this mm -hmm. year because I thought that shit was fine, but it wasn't Smino quality music because it was a fucking mixtape he put out quick. You know what like, I'm saying? It wasn't supposed yeah. to be like legendary album like Clank or like fucking mm -hmm. um, Black Swan like type shit, type music, right? Netflix and Duce, all that. So moving on, since I don't it have. That makes sense. I so time will probably tell and you're probably gonna end up. I know we don't always revisit certain things, especially after we, they might kick in. Like, Actually, I want to backtrack that because I know at least I personally do. If I start fucking with something way later, I'll probably mention it even if it is old at that time and it's not current just because that's what I'm listening to. Y'all have heard me come on here many times talking about older drops and shit that I listened to just because it started to resonate with me a little bit more at that time. Exactly. And I do a lot of that with walkbacks too. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm so, not... I'm Time not will sad to do that. But then moving on into 2121 and Metro booming wants some more. Let, let, let me say something about this first. Let me say something about this first because I'm not trying to sound like a hater and I'm not going to sound like a hater. But I feel like it is one of those things that this one I definitely got to let grow on me. Because I was going into listening to this with the complete attitude and feels of I'm trying to listen to the new Taylor Project and Joji. You already know what kind of sounds those are on. It was almost a complete, like, completely different switch up. That's like that's like being yeah. in a room and like vibing to some music, and then someone coming out of nowhere and sticking you in the face. Like you know that's I mean? the most different thing, bro. You I'm at do. a party and I'm in a room alone by myself, just sitting there, just thinking. That's what that felt like. <laughs> but the album was good to me. There was definitely songs that hit a little bit different, and I liked that. Where it stands out for me personally. I know Cullen was talking about how I saw him tweet, oh, yeah. the Glock in my lap is... Bro, the, the Glock the in my lap be, oh my goodness. <laughs> that shit sounds dangerous, for real. <laughs> like, actually sounds dangerous. I love that Rich shit. Rich nigga shit was super nice, super smooth. I thought, uh, my dog might be my favorite on it right now. I know that's subject to change, but my dog was fire. I'm not gonna lie. My dog was up there for me. My dog might be top two. My dog might be top two. I really loved, um... What was the fuck it? <laughs> Bro. The Morgan Freeman shit. How did that? I want to ask you. What did you think when you heard all the Morgan Freeman narrations? Because I felt like that was the most fire random thing that sh shouldn't have been in there. Like, why the perfect. fuck is Morgan Freeman narrating a 21 Savage album? That's awesome. Like, that shows you where the fuck hip hop has gone. I love it. Like, it's I was really given like the it. whole uh, the whole little monologue about uh, rats compared to snitches, and I'm like, yo, I believe it. I'm with it. Morgan, talk that talk. Bro, the song he's got. R.I.P. Love. R.I.P. Love, man. Just kidding. It's cold season. You know it's what I'm always saying? a nigga in their 20s talking about R.I.P. Love. Right? Which is the funniest thing in the world to me. Because, like, I get in my feelings like everybody else when just situations don't work or you get sad. Like, yeah, it's cuddle season and we're in a pandemic. So let me go ahead and give y'all a warning, by the way. A warning. There's going to be a lot of situationships. Like, a lot of entanglements. Like, so Everybody you see is about to get booed up to some sort of extent because of A, loneliness is at the highest rise right now during this pandemic. Let's be real. Mm -hmm. Boom. Like, I've been seeing craziness, craziness. Bro, B, I've been seeing people, and this is on a, I'm, I'm going to wait till you list these off, but it leads into something too. Oh, yeah, for sure. B, I'm going to give y'all a little bit of a tip. I'm going to give y'all a little bit of a tip. Yeah. 
Horniness is at the highest it's ever been in U.S. history. Say, so right go now. capitalize. Horniness is at the highest it's ever been in U.S. history right now. And you think because you always see the egregiously horny things that males say online that it's just men. No. What I want to go ahead and tell you, our listeners, is that horniness is exponentially higher in women right now like women are shooting the wildest shots like i'm seeing women shoot the behind the back eyes closed they're throwing the truck across the saying what they're throwing it i'm not saying nobody but i'm throwing it out there on the low too on the lowest low some of them aren't even low like some of them are just gonna quote your picture or just (laughs) say something new oh my goodness oh my goodness and so that's two three so we already have pandemic loneliness we have the horniness at its highest, and we have to draw it all in for the perfect recipe for entanglements. It's getting cold outside. You know what works with cold weather? Body to body. Mm. And as much as I like cuddling with my roommate, <laughs> he looked up. He's like, Pause. cuddling with your roommate, eating his nuts, all of that, dude. I bought him the Bro, all right. I know that's a stupid tangent, but dog, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, bro. Imagine how insecure you have to be in yourself for real, like to where you spent money to hide your glizzy as you're eating. To hide your hot dog as you eat in public, (laughs) just so people don't see you as the glizzy gobbler. For you got, you got to work on a little bit more than that. You know, get that sexuality sturdy and figure that shit out. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Like Those double man, XL glizzies to get in that game. My You're man not didn't even them. have the foot-long glizzies. He didn't even have the girth on that bitch. He really had a regular glizzy behind the glizzy protector. That's crazy. Super but, pause that whole conversation. But moving right along. Uh, no, you so had something to go ahead It's and like say. the amount of people, because we were talking about something earlier with, uh, I, you know, it's always niggas in their 20s talking about RIP love and shit like that, right? <laughs> but the amount of people I see getting into like, almost like set, they settle getting into certain relationships like they don't even like the people they're with but the amount of, Bro, i know too many people of men and women that hate their partner going on, the low. on like that right now it's disgusting because i'm just like bro y'all think you're never gonna find somebody else <laughs> you think it was really game over for you at 24 23 like you think it's a wrap for you right now you feel me that shit is so crazy like i've seen some people getting married or have that have got married that y'all know hate each other you feel me yeah like we got to talk about that one i've seen everybody getting married right now a lot of people. We wish the best for everybody, though, for sure. Yeah, 100%. But I guess, shit, fuck music. I had a better question for you. Shouts out to 21 Savage, Metro Boomin, Drake, Young Nudie, and everybody featured on that project because that shit went crazy. Truly. I'll give y'all a better deep dive, but I just want y'all to know my dogs. And No Op Left Behind is hilarious of a song title, and it was fire. Because No Op should be left behind. You got to get all them fuck niggas. But... But what if the just op really never did nothing? No, know? fuck that nigga. What if yeah. you thought they were plotting on you, but they really weren't? It was just a gas the whole time, and then niggas all of a sudden run up on somebody that was never thinking about them. If you're my op for real, bro, it's on site. <laughs> they yeah, thought I was his op, bro. I thought, no, bro, <laughs> are we going to tell that story one day? I really thought this nigga was my op, my own brother. I was in a, such a paranoid place in my life. Like, yo, that was a low did. moment. I thought everybody was out to get me. Yo, but, Stephen A. Smith says, stay off the drugs. <laughs> Stay off the weed. Stay off the weed. <laughs> <laughs> bro, high as hell at night. Just like, damn, bro. Is I know as goes out there sleeping in the living room, but what if he wakes up? Is that nigga going to come for me? Is he gonna come for me? <laughs> Are they going to miss me? <laughs> Are they gonna, oh, my God. But I had a question for you. I had a question for you while we keep it on there. 
And before I get into this question, we got to talk about the most important thing possible, which is the fact that it was Nigerian Independence Day within these last couple of days. So once again, shouts out to Nigeria. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. We love it. <laughs> yeah, Proud Igbo man. Proud Anambra state. You know what I'm saying? You heard yes, me. We all got that sorted out. So shouts out to Nigeria. But so since we were talking about entanglements, situationships, whatever, and this is theoretical, I have to ask you a question. Yeah, go like, ahead. Just for as go offer. I already don't get set up. This All always right. happens. So you obviously aren't going to know because people aren't real. And no, I won't say people aren't real. People aren't going to divulge this information. This is on a need-to-know basis, right? Mm-hmm. So I assume everybody's got a roster, right? Yeah. Everybody out there in single has a roster. And so if you are talking with a girl, you're fucking with a little shorty, like whatever. It's not that serious. Like you're not... Mm-hmm. You're not invested. You aren't exclusive, like whatever. You know you're a part of her starting five, though. Like yeah. you feel it. Are you okay just being a starter? And what I mean by that is, where in the starting five do you want to place yourself if you had to choose? Would you rather be a first option, second option, third option, fourth option, or the fifth option on the starting five? I think it depends because let's be real. In a a hypothetical world where everyone has a roster, everyone, so not just the person that I'm on theirs. Let's say I had one myself. Let's say I don't do this, but on your, on my honor. But let's say that I had a roster too, right? Um, I definitely at least want to be like, you know, a second option, maybe a third option. But some people, I'm definitely okay with leaving room for. I gotta be a fifth option somewhere. I gotta be maybe like a G League player, maybe somewhere on really on the bench because at the end of the day, it's you only got so much attention you can focus. I hope I'm not everybody's. I hope I'm not everybody's first option because I'm not going to give you first option type of attention for everybody because let's just be real. You're not going to feel like that about everybody. So. Oh, oh, my goodness. See, that's hilarious because I was about to say, bro, I feel like the coolest position has got to be third or fourth option. You know, what has I mean? got to be third or fourth option. You get good playing like you're time. You're getting good playing time. You're getting starter money. You, know you don't have any as much responsibility. Exactly. Not as much responsibility. You are known. It's known across the league, right, that you are worth a contract and that you can be signed like whenever, mm-hmm. right? You can either re-sign with the team you're on or you can go to another team and sign and because they see starter potential starter minutes etc but like the media attention right Mm -hmm. the media attention they're not always blaming the third or fourth option guess who they're blaming for the like what they're blaming the first or the second option so they're getting all the flack they're getting the paragraphs they're getting the late night calls they're getting the random do you want to be do you want to be 10 people stuff you know what I mean? I can't. Do you want to be do that. eight people's stuff? I don't want to be that. At the end of the day, Harrison Barnes was still an all-star at a point. You know what I'm saying? That man still gets shots. Great NBA still, career. Still has a contract. Great NBA career. He's still playing. I'm right, good. So, so that's all I wanted to see. I'm surprised, though. Like, I thought you were about to be the nigga that was like, I only want to be her first option. I don't want to see. Like, when he says <laughs> shit like this, I always like to imagine what vision he has of me in his head. Because, you know, you always view yourself a little differently from how other people view you. He said some shit the other day that had me thinking, damn, am I really that nigga? But it's funny. What I say? Like, at the end of the day, I want my first option to view me as their first option, or at least second. See, that's a risk you take, though. That's a risk you take. Like, because if you're living the fucking, like, (laughs) if you're living the second, third, or fourth option lifestyle, you feel me? Then you can't get upset when they don't move you up to the first option. My nigga, what if you get demoted? Like, what if you really don't see playing time for, like, a few months? You're wondering, do you even still have a career? What if a shorty you really, like, move you to the G League? You're like, damn. The game's the game. Damn. Sorry, I just got sad. But anyways. I think we all did for a second there. <laughs> but we have um, 
I think both of these. Uh, this is just a shout out I wanted to. This give. is water, by the way, y'all. This is a shout out I wanted to give before we got into more like pertinent things that happened this week. Because yes, we are going to talk about Trump getting coronavirus. It may be very different from the opinions you think we are going to give. Just, I mean, if you if you know our character, it's not going to be that different, Mm-mm. probably. But I did want to give an a shout out to. Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick, just because R.I.P. I love... This is something, once again, we're, we're people that double down on and we talk about character all the time. I love seeing little glimpses of people's characters to show them yeah. that they're, they're really the person that people made them out to be, right? And then we saw, actually, this week, it was released by um, Sienna Miller. She revealed that Chadwick Boseman was supposed to be... They were on a movie together or whatever. 21 Bridges. And record, 21 Bridges. And that he gave up some of his salary to increase hers so that she would get compensated fairly. And that isn't just like a black or white thing. That isn't a, like this or that thing. And really, it's, a human it's thing, male-dominated right? industries that men are paid more in mm-hmm. unjustifiably. Don't get me wrong. But at times, it's just sure. unjustifiably at times for sure. But it, it's, it shows the fact that he saw the worth in this person. Right. Which I think is more of something to speak on because you see that somebody's not getting what they deserve, but they accepted it because entertainment's an industry where you're constantly told it's for the look. You know what I'm saying? Like, do it for the look. So just take less than your worth. Like, don't accept this or take it for free, blah, 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 because it's for the look. It's for the opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's for this. It's for that. But I think it's so dope. Like the bigger star in Chadwick. Right. Seeing something and being like, no, that's not fair. Mm -hmm. I'm rich. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to kill me. Here's some of mine so that you can make up like what you were going for. Because I don't think I don't see 99% of men or women doing that period right now. First off, bro, I see people who are getting a lot of unemployment checks and are still not ever trying to donate any money when they're making more than they ever have. So I I know people are stingy with their cash at times, but I got to play devil's advocate here Mm -hmm. and I got to present another perspective just so that we could talk about it and maybe tell how we feel about that too. So mm-hmm. I know there's some people who hear that and they're thinking to themselves, this nigga knows he has cancer. They know he knows he's not going to take all this money with him. He's doing a noble thing, but that's because he's under the, under the he's with the understanding that he's not going to be able to use this money fully, whatever. So it's easier for him to make that decision than like the regular person. And at a point, you could say that, I guess, if that's your thinking. But I feel like it's still notable here to say that. He you still has a family. I was about kids. to say, he could you know take that money. He can give it to He's his family. He can give it to his kids. He can give it to, like, loved ones. He can give it to whoever. At the end of the day, it's still what he chose to do while he was living. It's completely separate of how much time he has left. Because at the end of the day, none of us know how much time we have left. You could be the motherfucker that's trying your hardest to hoard $10 knowing that, you know, you might choke on a McDouble. And... I don't want, obviously, I hope that doesn't happen to anybody, but. And we've been, and just even to go on to that fact, from everything I saw, this man Chadwick, yes, he was preparing, don't get me wrong, but I truly believe until the day he passed, he probably lived a certain life. He probably believed he was going to beat this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Until probably coming to peace, like Mm -hmm. when he realized his shit was shutting down and it was time to figure this out, right? Mm -hmm. But I truly believe he probably lived his whole life, well, his few years, like, with the cancer, believing he was going to beat this. So, RIP to Chadwick, once again, and just a big nod to that human being in general. And let's go ahead. I got to have a Chadwick movie day here soon. Hey, and I wanted to go ahead and speak on the fact that 
a member of the Breonna Taylor grand jury filed a remarkable motion asking a judge to release the entire proceedings of the grand jury. The motion strongly suggests that the attorney general's public comments contradict what was presented by the grand jury. And so, so I'm hoping that that can be a vehicle for justice in a situation in where we clearly saw that justice yeah. wasn't found because they were assuming that the attorney general was hiding behind the secrecy of the grand jury and the fact that that information can't be released, et cetera, just to say wrong information. Imagine information that you're that wasn't somebody, true. though, that was a part of that. And after the decision made, it was that fucked that you were like, hold up, hold up, wait a minute. That's not what you're, you're talking like, about. Err. That's not what we said. This nigga wrong. <laughs> He's lying, your honor. He's lying. <laughs> or omitting something here, obviously. But that's good that that person has the balls to do that, men and women, just for the fact that you know that has blowback. Oh, for sure. Especially when it seems like this is so actively trying to be like covered up or dismissed, that's going to have blowback for that individual. So, shouts sure. out to knowing that. somebody's going to somebody's gonna snitch on who was the one that spilled yeah. the beans. And so, whatever happens to them, happens to them, sadly. But but it, that's nice to have, represent yourself a certain way and have a certain level of character that you can just realize right and wrong. Shouts out to the it. brave individuals that realize, once again, like we've been speaking about all this time with police officers getting blackballed and just like members of the grand jury in this case, just like we know like with harsh negative public opinion towards certain things, right? Yeah, yeah. It may not have the best results in your life. You know, it may not really behoove you to have the stand-up character in that You moment. might need to move. That's why... I love Your whole town starts to hate you type shit. Especially if he's in one of them racist ass towns. But it does give... It makes me love and just have more faith in people. Because yeah. there are people that their character is going to be so decided by this shit. That mm -hmm. they're going to continue to be themselves and stand ten toes on whatever the fuck they got to say regardless. And so, once again, shout out to whoever was the person that gave up that information. And I wanted to... Oh yeah, we get, we get, before we get into all things sports, because we have some sports news too that yeah. we wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the That's fact that Trump, right after the debate, let's go ahead and talk on something because I'm gonna go ahead and tinfoil it up for a second here. <laughs> first, Look. first, just because you did mention the debate, I do want to go ahead and say, mm. and we're not gonna harp on like key points because everybody's seen like the. I felt like this one was heavily watched. This one, was and I heavily... don't see a lot of like these debates actually like tuned into, but people took notice. Oh, people, people paid attention, and so I will say the debate was at least from my opinion. Once again, if you ever hear us say anything on the Off Space podcast, unless I group us together, it is either my opinion or Ezigo's opinion. We are two very different people, but yeah. like when it comes to um, the debates, it was an embarrassment for our country. It was an embarrassment for the United States just as a whole, all of us people, us young people that are going to have to take the reins over in this country in the upcoming years. It was super embarrassment because it showed the world that we don't take our we don't take our highest offices seriously, serious enough to go out and vote, serious enough to make sure that we're active in our local elections, serious enough to hold these people accountable because we saw a clown fiesta on both sides to the point mm -hmm. that I honestly started cringing during this debate, like cringing at times. It felt like watching two toddlers argue with each other. Right. And I want to give if there's any credit to give, don't get me wrong, but if there's any credit to give one side versus the other in this it would be to biden 
for the fact that at a certain point, I think he just realized that Trump was insufferable <laughs> and that there was nothing the he could do. And so, yeah, he let him get to him. And that's something you we're all human beings. And he said some vile things. And obviously, that's Trump's game. Like he's one of those people on the basketball court that figured out that. Something happened in your life or something happened at your high school that other people don't know about. Mm -hmm. He's going to keep digging into you, digging into you until you snap. So we get that. And so obviously that was his game plan. And uh, Biden did show his ass a little bit because he did let it get to him a little bit. But but the moments that I did think were good on his part, if we're speaking about Biden, because once again, Mm -hmm. they were both they both they both clowned it out. This is not a good representation of our country, rest of the world. But (laughs) one of my favorite things was. Biden, it seemed like at a point, just said, fuck this nigga. And he was just speaking to the camera and trying to just like say policy, say things like directly to the American people, which goes against what a debate is because you're supposed to be debating each other. But Mm, on a stage where it seemed like they can't debate, there's still tactic to it though, because at the end of the day, Trump's intentional with what he does. It's not very intentional. It's not just trying to like make digs at Biden and get him uncomfortable. It's trying to A, always be able to present what he has to say but even when he's getting like debated against and obviously getting disproven or having things you know that could go against him he just talks over it or always make sure to when he's talking over it say his piece so that he can never really be in the wrong mm-hmm. and i think biden tried to play into that game a little bit at a point and tried to do some of the same things but it was just realizing like this man's leagues above you you know he's out of, he was out of his time like this man was an internet troll before the internet was a thing the king like, troll. he king really troll. know he really is good at this troll shit so biden just stopped playing that game at a point and started doing his own shit it was just kind of sad though to watch from a perspective of knowing that this these two people represent so much of america represent have a lot of people who look up to them and so when they're trying to figure out how to how to i guess interact with each other they look at these individuals and they see how they interact as kind of a gauge as to what they should do and when you see grown men talk to each other like this and knowing it's a debate yes to some degree but see grown men having a discussion like this it almost makes me sad as somebody who knows like I go out of my way to have the uncomfortable conversations with even strangers like I did the other day at uh, the tire shop about with like 70 year old people from completely different demographics that live a much different life just because I know these uncomfortable conversations are usually helpful to forming a better group of people. But knowing that these are the kind of people that they look up to and they're forcing it so you can't have the conversation or the conversation isn't productive. That's sad knowing that that's going to persist for however long these people are role models. So to be honest, I hope people younger people especially are looking at this like honestly fuck these guys not gonna lie definitely just fuck trump too on a bigger note i gotta let that one just be out there just so y'all know how i feel but um fuck these guys in general and i'm going again me speaking as if i'm in the shoes of these people i'm going to start operating and carrying myself as a way in a way that i believe is like true in a way that i believe is like just how people should operate going back to that golden rule we were all fucking taught as kids which everyone seemed to forget all of a sudden you know treat people the way you want to be treated Bro. which i feel like would solve a lot of that honestly could like that could lead to world peace if people just followed it on the day-to-day not gonna lie i think just that simple and so like one key point a key moment i agree with you I agree with you for sure and that goes back into the thing that i bring up all the time now which is all the corniest shit we were taught as kids seem to be some of the most true shit that we should have kept close as adults like treat each other like we'd like to be treated that's such a basic rule but <clears throat> 
one of the main points was um, Biden kept digging at Trump about his handling of coronavirus and how he's just failed this whole country in the way that he's handled this shit. And then he made a uh, he made a dig at him about masks, right? Yeah. And then Trump was like, uh-huh, he wears the biggest masks. <laughs> He's like, if I needed a mask, I have mine right here. And then he pulled his mask out of his fucking jacket and then put it right back into his jacket. Lo and behold, 24 hours later, this motherfucker has coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. I didn't believe it at first. I thought it was a hoax. I thought he was pulling a Kim Jong-un. I was like on standby. Oh, my bad. I'm not even trying to use anything related to words that Trump has said during that. But I was just, you know... Using my eyes, and I was like, all right, let's see how this plays out. But a lot of people who are around him are also testing positive. So it's looking way more like this shit's for real. That is ironic as hell. And we want to preface this whole segment. Preface this whole segment by saying, and I know people aren't going to agree, and people are going to be a little bit upset. And I want to make it very clear what I'm doing with my hands right now. So just in case you do see, my fingers might be crossed for something that I'm not going to speak out out loud. Because I think that it is a little bit crazy to wish and speak the death of somebody into existence when we have... I think it's a bit insensitive. And don't get me wrong. His handling has caused a lot of this shit. Mm -hmm. True. But you have a lot of people who have siblings, parents, uncles, aunts, grandparents, etc. That have died from this virus that has been very real. And now we see a lot of GOP members and a lot of Republicans taking it seriously because their big dog finally got it. And so I do want to go ahead and preface it by saying that we do wish for the, like, if anything else were to happen, it is what it is. That's, you got to ask God himself, because that's the only person that knows what the next chapter of this shit is. But, but we do not want to wish death upon this human being. That's yeah, a bit, that's, that's, a that's little bit never nuts. been my character. I nuts. hope that's not how we proceed to, you know, just act as humans towards one another. Obviously, you can disagree with people and like not just disagree. Like, obviously, some of the stuff this man stands for seems fundamentally against my character. And I do think at times, like at sit, times, sit I, back and stand by. Like, like I think the white he is racist, truly, 100 percent. But I'm never going to sit here and be like, I wish this person dies. Like, that's weird. And that's not good to harbor that much hate in your soul, you know, because at the end of the day, you got to find a way to lead with love at some point. I'm not saying towards this person. I'm just saying in life. But I will because say. Because that shit will drag you down. However. I will go on record What and happens, say, happens. Whatever happens, happens. And there will not be a tear shed. There will not be a sad thing spoke. I'm going to let Baron shed those or, tears, man. Yeah, I'm going to let that nigga let that shit get off. That because that's me. not for me. That's not for me at all. And so. It would be weird, though. The only thing is, if he dies. He's, he's our president still. Uh, I know, like, the election's right around the corner, but it's around the corner. If he dies, the country's going to be in disarray, in disarray for, sure. for, for another sure. month. And you don't know. Like, shit got... It's 2020, bro. Shit, shit gets weird every day. It gets weird every week. Like, how weird would it be if Donald Trump died and we had vi- Vice President Pence as the leader of our country for the next month? And literally, the damage he can do in that month, especially, like... And don't get me the, wrong. The damage he could do, the damage other countries could do, the damage our citizens could do from just it's stepping like, out and getting weird because their guy died. Exactly. Like, this guy already seems like he's militarizing people. Once again, sit back, stand by. Like, this is nuts. Nuts. <laughs> nuts. Mm-hmm. But, but it's like, as evil as I believe Donald Trump to be, and I don't want this to be me singing the praises of other dude. I don't feel like I need to always like give a preface for that but just be real about the fact that i clearly don't like biden either but i mean like if we got to choose one of the two i'm going to choose the one that isn't a public white supremacist and so fuck trump 
in terms of just like how he thinks and like a lot of the things that he says. But I don't think I want the guy that literally believes, quite literally, not not, not like kind of, not like somewhat, literally believes that if you shock gay people, they can become straight as president either. You know what I'm saying? So all the people wishing death on one need to realize like our our best option is to go out and vote, man. Like, like, like our best option like, isn't the two options. Yeah, it, it, it isn't it isn't my guy playing relief. Like that's not the guy we want to see up there too because if he as, takes the notes from his guy and starts using that pen bro, and starts signing some executive orders cuz this shit could get deep. The number one the number one pussy in the room is the dude that is the loudest screaming about how he's going to beat somebody's ass and how he's going to do this, this, that. Mm -hmm. And that is Trump. That is Trump. But the scariest person in the room is the dude that thinks just like that motherfucker, but has not said a fucking word. And mm -hmm. Pence is that person. And so I don't want people to forget the fact that Pence probably throws a party every night with every wild thing Donald Trump says. And like, hey, my nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like going crazy, thinks it's the dopest. No, this is the guy that's actually just going to start signing papers and shooting his so shit So he off. tested negative too, mm -hmm. which at the end of the day, I want to know like how, how often he's really around Trump. You know, they're probably like, not. I know they're probably like separate, especially at a time like now. They don't always have to be together just because he's VP. They're handling business elsewhere, blah, 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 a lot of these things. But you would think they'd be around each other a lot more if so many motherfuckers are getting infected from this man. But, but Pence was a lot of them were at that rally, though. Like the it wasn't I don't know if it's necessarily a rally. It was a, it was like a hundred so of his donors yeah that they I saw the president of notre dame was there mm -hmm. that was weird and the, the students of notre dame were calling for his resignation after he went <laughs> which is hilarious yeah. but <clears throat> in terms of the trump shit when it comes to coronavirus i'm just happy that we're seeing the gop start to take the shit more seriously right like that's just a main like thing for me one funny tweet though some nigga said trump's trying to get right with god because apparently like there was a report I from the I white believe, house i, I don't it. believe until i see it myself but of donald trump denouncing white supremacy like for real but <laughs> but that being said it's like hopefully they figure something out there's so many tinfoil theories which we're not going to say on here because of the reality that a lot of people are going through through coronavirus and i feel like that'd be insensitive unless we saw something happen right mm -hmm. and so unless we saw something happen or we see more clear signs that tinfoil becomes less tinfoil yeah. i feel like we'll spare spare you guys from that but it's definitely food for thought he didn't tweet it dude i just want to let that be known denounce white supremacy sure fine and dandy so anyone could have just said he did and that was around him and then you know release that information this man tweets every thought of his why didn't he why didn't he tweet it you know why didn't he let that why didn't one he go? do certain things he's letting everything else fly for sure clearly he didn't and so uh, to wrap up not like the whole pod but like we're gonna move on to the um oh wow oh my god <laughs> I don't like oh my god i forgot oh. about which we're running lowish on time, so yeah. I'm gonna spare like this segment a little bit. Or do you want me to just save that segment for next week? Yeah, we're no, gonna, we'll, let's no, let's save that for the midweek madness. Yeah, because that is nuts. That we'll is nuts. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk later, about that. Later. I feel like there's some parallels I got to bring into it that for I want to sure. do a little bit of recap on before we get there. Absolutely. So, so y'all just stay tuned for the midweek madness. Yeah. And we're gonna be speaking about um. Something, something interesting, something exactly. very interesting that we've got privy to this week. And shout out to everybody while we're on this that actually tune into these videos. Don't think you go unnoticed. We see what's going on on our YouTube, and some of y'all are enjoying that shit for real. We took, I guess, this week uh, kind of off from like posting YouTube videos with just a lot of things going on, being in different places, blah, 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 this, that, and the third, yada, yada. But we're back on our shit. Yes, and sir. we've been a lot more consistent, if y'all will give us credit. 
you know i'm not trying to take giving home. black men credit but we did a lot more <laughs> consistent with our shit and we're going to go ahead and produce and give y'all the same level of content and the same amount of content that we've been promising and yeah that's and, it but and so just moving on to the sports section we have one thing i wanted to say one thing i wanted to start us off with before we go into the final thing which is most of us nba related is um, at least on the football side, I think it's interesting. And just like a lot of people were talking about... The, Cam got COVID. Exactly. I was about to say, a lot of people were talking about the fact that the NFL might not make it a whole season. And to be fair, once again, these are slave drivers, the NFL owners we've seen, yeah. and like the way the NFL operates. So I feel like they're going to next man up it t- till they till they run out of men. So yeah. they're going to they're gonna make it till the end regardless. But we are seeing a lot of the negative things happen, like a starting QB1 for one of the biggest franchises the patriots and cam newton getting covid so we wish cam a speedy recovery mm-hmm. and you know it's all love for cam newton over here and we're just cheering for his success 100 percent, because we love to see that young man prosper even when the world counted him out and to be honest if we're looking at it from like a sports directly perspective the patriots are not going to suffer like we've seen so many times obviously he's an incredible talent and they could benefit from him but that system's too elite we've seen when tom brady's out for several weeks and just a QB after QB stepping up. It didn't change a thing. I'd be hard pressed to see if they really just start blowing it. I mean, we'll have to see. We'll have to let it we'll have to let it tell this year and for the next game or two while Cam is out. But on speaking of somebody, you know, that we wish the best for because it is a sad story that we've seen, especially because of how high this person was up at a point being on a team that went to the finals and like all of that with LeBron James earlier and all the memes and the jokes that were happening mm. with Delonte West. One thing that I thought was beautiful this week, which I did want to highlight, was Mark Cuban saying that he was going to go out of his way to help Delonte West because yeah. he was looking for him. He was looking for him in Dallas, I believe. He reached out to his family and they said, if you want to know how to help him, first thing is you got to find him. And he found him at a gas station in Dallas on Monday. And then by Tuesday, Delonte West was checked into a rehab facility. And so shout out to Mark Cuban for actually giving a fuck Man. because like you see all those videos of Delonte West cracked out and like people the seeing him. The thing is who would have known like that? Who Obviously his family probably, but past that who would have known cuz once like you're not like a LeBron, and I don't want to say LeBron cuz that's different. You might you might not be like a Dirk, you might not be like a certain individual to where a lot of people keep up with you after. Like you had a career, but that was your career and now you're on your own personal type shit. So it's like this man kind of just got thrown to the wayside i'm not saying like it was intentional by anybody but he he was just out here homeless like and people have been talking about it for the last year or two people have been talking about it for the last i've only seen shit for like the past few months oh i've seen people talking about delante west's fall for the past year or two like cracked Mm -hmm. out just like whatever and so people say yeah you could just see him x and x on in here in texas like people were talking about it so regular and i was like well, y'all niggas are used to seeing an ex-NBA player, like, cracked out. Like, and obviously, you want everybody to go and get their help, but I'm happy once in. Mark Cuban didn't have to do that. He didn't have to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But this is something I wanted to point out because of, in this BLM time, you know, while we've watched the biggest civil rights movement in history that is continuing. These are those you know, acts, continuing. Right? Like, this is an example of white people not just putting their money where their mouth is, because this is somebody in a lot of these major companies, and Mark Cuban included. The whitest have, basketball have seen, team in the NBA. Exactly. Who have said, wow. <laughs> <laughs> who have said they're going to donate and do this, which is cool. But this is something actionable that we've seen him just go out of his way to do. And yeah. I love seeing shit like this because it shows that they are putting their money where their mouth is and they really mean the shit they say. So I want to continue to follow this and I do hope and wish for the speedy recovery of Delonte West because that is something yeah. beautiful for me. You know what I liked? What? Obviously, Mark Cuban's a billionaire. 
and you know he's involved in an organization that's multi-billion dollar business cool fine and dandy and he can help a lot of people but what i like so much here is the fact that showing that you're going to take care of your own too when it's people that have been getting ignored like obviously when you see celebrities or like really rich businessmen and stuff donate and take care of like these groups where you might see like orphans whatever a lot of them seem like you never can judge the intent but some of them seem like they're just doing what's going to get them the most like the best pr mm -hmm. but when you see somebody actively making sure like i'm going to take care of home first and make sure that i don't forget these people too that shows a lot of good character there. Sure. like it shows that you really do care and stuff so because delante west was a part of like i know all these nba players talk about it like but they're like an nba family for real like players on different teams coaches like uh oh, it's a brother like the nba they consider different, like, like a people exactly so like him taking care of like delante west really does mean a lot i'm sure and so another podcast which is new right and they kicked off the episode because we sit here and we sing all the smokes praises all the time and this is actually somebody that was featured on All the Smoke, somebody y'all may have heard of, in yeah, Kevin Durant, like one of the biggest I don't know if know who that in is. the world. He started his own podcast called The Etcetera's, right? And um, he has... I'm his, not going to lie, he bit our whole flow. He didn't bite our flow. <laughs> he he, has, Katie hasn't listened to The Office. Maybe. He, he doesn't know The Office exists. He yeah. might, though. One of them burners might follow us. You feel me? But I mean, You never know. <laughs> shouts out to that nigga in the burner accounts, too, because I think that shit is hilarious. But, like... <laughs> One, shouts to KD because just seeing a lot of the outside basketball stuff, you start to see more of his personality. And once again, it's like it makes you respect and it makes you like really dig the people even more. And his first feature was somebody that is very misunderstood, right? Which mm -hmm. I think is a big reason that these platforms are important because it gives people a look into people that may not normally, you know, open up like this. So that you could really see their mindset, you could really see how they are and like who their character and like mm -hmm. who they who they represent. And the person that they had on for the first week, and I do apologize to um, Kevin Durant's okay. co-host because I truly don't remember his name, right don't remember his name at this moment. But they had Kyrie, they had Kyrie Irving on the for the man, first episode. The myth, the two hours. It is definitely worth the listen. I think that anybody that likes podcasts would enjoy something like this. But really, Kyrie. Started, it's a derivative of, and it's very different of its own way, but you start to see a lot of like the Kobe type personality and like the monk, the like ready to like, he calls, he's self-proclaimed philosopher, like all of these things about the other side of Kyrie. And you hear about his upbringing too. And you hear about his mentality and the way that he handles things, even speaking about basketball in terms of just like the way he talks about it sounds like an orchestra, sounds like a play, sounds like theatrical in terms of he really takes it like an art. You know, mm -hmm. like really, really takes it as an art and he feels like a master on his easel. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. he per he's perfected his craft and he tries to perfect his craft every day. But he was talking about going into the finals on some sort of like avatar state. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Which was really dope to listen to. But his personality was a lot like Ezgo's in terms of just like how he gets away from the world and just like his views. So I knew that was something that Ezgo would enjoy. And Dude, hearing that gave me a lot more respect for Kyrie because... Like he talked about inside of the actual episode himself, he's not one of those people that you always see in front of the camera or whatever. Like, obviously, there was a time, blah, blah, blah. We know all the scandals, quote, unquote, and things that happened at that time. But there was a time where he was more inclined to do that, and then he dipped out of it. And he's just more to him, his true self now, right? And so, like, think like the co-host asked. He was like, so what is a career? Like, what do you do on this day? Like, what, what do you, who are you? A little bit, blah, blah, blah. And just hearing that man speaking and seeing what he's about, it's really good because... 
A, you see again here more than ever that these guys are players out. They're people outside of basketball. But you have to remember, it's all celebrities, bro. Mm -hmm. They're not just their craft. And they're very different people outside of. So again, like just hearing him speak on like, again, what basketball is to him, him outside of it and just his mentality, his conversations with Kobe, what he does. It's like, this is somebody that makes you think okay cool like i want to learn <laughs> like i want to push what i want to do to like that next level i want to be great at certain things or like get different perspectives and blah 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 so i you know me right now i don't listen to a lot of podcasts on a certain realm similar to certain things that we do because i feel i feel fulfilled from our conversations i don't feel like i have to obviously nba things hit me a little bit differently because i'm just such a big fan of that world that i'll tap into these things a little bit more but these kind of conversations, I appreciate almost more than the kind of podcasts I listen to, which are like more educational things, you know, like a like a TED or whatever. But this was really good. Mm -hmm. So big shout out to Katie and the um, over at the Etcetera's podcast. Y'all should definitely give a listen to that if you <clears throat> have a second. And then before the last thing I wanted to speak about was just like how the NBA finals have kind of devolved, you know, before we wrap things up, mm. I didn't want to give another podcast shout out to all the smoke. I listened to the JJ Reddick podcast that they dropped this week and JJ is somebody like my favorite interviews from like all the smoke from JJ's podcast that he has. It's just like seeing people that are misunderstood right and then getting a glimpse into their real personalities jj reddick seems like one of the coolest people ever that i would have been friends with and would hang out with but he was painted as kind of like the bad boy coming from his hated at duke days right same with like i talk about matt barnes same with stack it's just mm -hmm. like seeing the other side of these people's personalities and realizing like they're some of the coolest motherfuckers that were ever in the league you know but you really didn't know these things until it's you laughing. dive in and hearing him talk about like the bitch ass white boy moment was hilarious because jj was like bro like i understand everybody's backlash and like everyone especially like in the times we're in mm -hmm. you know everybody's a little bit more sensitive now so he said he understands that he gets that but he said i'm a white person that played aau basketball you don't think I didn't hear this from middle school and up? Like, he said, what's wrong with y'all? Like, like, he's been used to that. And Matt, because they were on a team for a second, mm -hmm. even went out of his way to say, bro, like, bro, I've heard you called every variant of white boy. I've even heard people just bitch-ass nigga you, like, like <laughs> on the court, <laughs> just because that's people get hot. Like, people yeah. are going to say what they want. And then JJ, he pointed out something. He was like, look, basketball, every, well, majority of the greatest players that have ever played basketball are black majority of like the people on your the best aau teams are black so he said what did you expect when i was the one white guy that hopped out and was like shooting lights out or just like doing like the crazy shit like in the aau circuit he said oh, he said what do you think they were gonna do like they weren't <laughs> gonna talk crazy about me and he was like that he said he knows luca didn't care like all in these situations and just hearing people's perspectives you know i bet like it's that. better for them to call you that than it is for them to make fun of your skill you know what I'm saying? Like, they can't make fun of your skill because at that they're end of the day, they're, they're, they're so watching like the fact that you're shooting lights out. Like, you're, oh my God, I forgot we're sitting with the white mamba. So <laughs> he remembers his AU. He remembers his, his days of being called bitch ass white boy, too. <laughs> I'm sure, especially, I'm sure once DJ started dunking and then some of his black friends couldn't dunk, he probably got called bitch ass white boy. Even <laughs> As I'm just watching that shit, I yeah. can see it. But, but then once... Man, like, oh, what were you saying? No, I'm good. I feel like it's a turn, and obviously that's not going to be the case in certain years, because you just see progression of like how we, 
we treat each other and how things happen, like, there is going to be a time where I feel like that's not acceptable. And, you know, that I'll let that time decide if that's right or wrong. That's not for me to say, like, obviously, but... And one day we're going to have a conversation on how the NBA was trying out for Jeremy Lin. <laughs> oh, my God. It seemed like all players were trying to kill this man. I don't know what it was. I really felt like they were giving him the, uh, the other area, the bitch-ass oh Asian. Like, they were they were telling him whatever, I'm sure. Are you serious? <laughs> they were probably talking like that, bro. You've heard this shit, you too. Know, the, the thing is, that like, you, you know hoopers, though. Some of the most violating shit that we can't repeat what? in real life. See, this is why I think none of my friends are sensitive, right? It's because of the sheer fact that, like, all of my friends... And this isn't a bad thing, don't get me mm -hmm. wrong. And I realize, like, we have to change and we are all changing and we're learning how to be better in public and, and even how to be better in private and change the way that we think. Truly, I get that. Yeah. But most of my closest friends played organized sports growing up, right? Like, some of the most vile things you could say to another human being are in between those lines. Like, Bro, what, like, like <laughs> and of course, so you just get thick People skin. were just trying to get under your skin at a point, even if they didn't mean it. After get words, they'd all be like, you know, it's just jokes, homie, right? Like, you're a hell of a competitor, all this. It's like, bro, fuck out of here. I heard what you called me. Exactly. Like, you were saying it to my Someone face, Someone can wish, bro. like, death on your family, and then after the game, walk up and be happy to shake your hand. Because the it, the switch got turned because the <laughs> clock ran out. You remember, know what I'm saying? We were playing a league game, and this man was talking about... Remember when the dude typed in Chinese? Oh, yeah, he what? put through uh, the translator and shit? Even down to League of Legends, bro. Like, we were playing a League of Legends game, and some dude was typing in Chinese characters. And my friend Jesse, he was like, fuck it, let me put this in the translator. And this dude told our, he wishes our mom died. He wishes our fucking mom died of a league game because we beat his of ass. Of a video game? This man was hot that we beat his ass. That shit was crazy. So competition gets heated and there's a lot of shit that we just realize it is what it is. But like that's one of the funnier things too, which I won't harp on too much, but about like my friend groups like growing up period. Even all my different friend groups. I've noticed this in all the groups of friends that I've had as guys. New people to the friend group always have an adjustment period. Always have an adjustment period because you have to realize, like, bro, if you if you don't have thick skin, bro, you can't survive. <laughs> you bro, know I, mean? I swear. <laughs> I feel like I'm the type of person that's really not trying to dig under people like that and get them. But I'll catch the joke still, even if I'm not that kind of person. They still give it to me, so I just got to understand how to deal nah, with it. You be in a room with Chuk and DJ. Oh my god, he thinks we turn different. him into a dickhead, bro. He's. A I don't think y'all turn me into a, a dickhead because dickhead. I don't think I'm a dickhead. I just think y'all try to, and y'all try and say I am because I hang around y'all. But just because you hang around people doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I don't know about that one, Chief. But Yo, I'm a sweetheart, man. <laughs> you hear this shit? <laughs> yeah, that's funny all right, shit. all right. But the last part, the last thing I even wanted to mention, which really was two seconds for me, unless you wanted to speak on it for a second. Yeah. It's on the finals? Yeah, I don't have much to say on the finals. I just do. Because, I like, do. like, the heat... We're already the underdogs. It was already going to be a tough series for them to win. And now two of arguably their highest contributing players besides Jimmy Butler are injured. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And one may not actually come back. One is questionable to come back. And so, because one looked like an Achilles. You're, you're, yeah, he said it was a, like a, a, some like foot injury, like plantar fascia or something. And so, like, it's looking like a sweep. And so, 
I mean, well, I don't want to preemptively congrats LeBron. The job's not done. We know the job's not done. Yeah. And we've seen crazy happen in the NBA. But we've seen what he's done. It's definitely not anything. Like, I've been happy to see the Lakers play championship caliber basketball, though. Because all of the players are showing up. We're seeing yeah. defense on both. We're seeing offense and defense. We're, We're seeing, seeing both smarter ends. plays. Smarter plays. We're seeing better, Rondo like, Rondo knocked down threes. You know what I'm saying? Bro. Shooting, like, 70-plus percent from the three, like, in random games. White. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Crusoe just, like, crazy defensive stops like the dog the heartbeat of the fucking lakers at this point mm-hmm. to be real in terms of like the guy that's always willing to do the dirty work and get this shit going see you're harping on something that i feel like is important bro because at the end of the day people got to realize and this is a good takeaway if you get to the point where you're playing in the finals like you see all these players upgrade throughout the playoffs because you have to if you're going to be playing championship level basketball to win because this shit ain't sweet yeah. these are pros like okay. obviously people were clowning these niggas during this in the regular season i was too all right and sure danny green might have had an off game last game but at the end of the day he's still he's been in multiple finals at this point you got to give certain players credit where it's due because they're just good at this point kcp's earned his stripes i've seen that man playing like a dog when he was looking like he was jr off of the good the good exotic for the whole season but i don't know man like it's definitely cool to see these players playing the finals are still good quality basketball it's just like when the heat are like understaffed they're understaffed like you see them coming out shooting still like everyone's playing quality basketball it's just they don't have the facility like they watching them on the offensive end they're nice as fuck now like you're seeing people hitting knockdown threes hero shouldn't have been doing it hero hero fearless as a rookie 20 years old miami like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but they have no answer for AD. <laughs> we know it. They have no no type of answer for AD. He's getting the easiest 30 points I've ever seen him get every exactly. single game. And so, like, we're gonna keep you all posted with more with the finals, like as we watch. But other than that, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? Man, to say? it was a the finals were the I can't even say the Western Conference finals were the finals, bro. Like, I've seen better series in a lot of things, but I appreciate NBA basketball. Great playoffs still so far. Yeah. So. My That's name is Shuka. It. My name is Ezio. And this is the Off Space. Yes, sir. Skis. Yeah.